Welcome to the Maven Nation. Maven Nation, your tactical podcast to getting more, 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 or less. With your host, Michael Andrew. Good morning, everybody. Michael the Maven here. Today, I want to share with you guys something really important I learned in Puerto Rico in terms of being able to sustain myself. Disaster aid work is very stressful. It's physically hard. It's only supposed to last for two or three weeks at the most. And sustainability became a real concern. I hit my first wall after about five weeks, couldn't stay awake, had to crash and sleep for a day. And I became very concerned about my longevity because I was tired. And the the days can be really long sometimes. Sometimes you might wake up at four. For most of the times, it's probably about six, 6.30. But my days were very long. So I'd ha- after we'd come home, we'd have meetings and then I'd have to prep the maps for the next day. And I might not get b- to bed till 1130 or 12. You can sustain that for a week or two. You cannot sustain that for months. Okay. Especially with all the, the physical labor. And so in talking with some friends this week, they were, you know, mentioning to me, I feel really tired. You know, I'm, I'm in this really stressed out state of mind. I had maybe three of them. And so I wanted to share with you guys some really important tools that I stumbled on. I don't think these are new. I think people in the military know about them. I think people who practice yoga know about this. And something that I'm going to share with you in a future podcast is all the taxes that you pay without knowing about them, okay? These are like under the radar taxes that we are forced to pay. And one of them I refer to as the stress tax. The stress tax, I liken it unto, you know, when you're filing your tax reports at the end of the year, somebody says, do you want to pay 100% or 0%? You know, on that scale, how much tax do you want to pay? And for whatever reason, many of us choose to pay a far greater stress tax than is necessary. Now, the reason why I say that is because we determine our own stress levels. It's something that we dream up psychologically, subconsciously, we get stressed out. And nobody really sets us down as children and says, hey, let me teach you how to manage your stress. Okay. And there are many times in my life where it kind of clicked and I figured it out. And I think the first time I really became aware of this was when I wanted to go skydiving. It was like my greatest fear, skydiving. And I became physically ill with myself that it scared me so much that I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And, uh, you know, jumping out of an airplane is terrifying for people who don't like heights. But something very interesting occurred to me is that people who do this regularly, it's not stressful for them. If somebody does this the first time, it's very stressful. So it isn't the action that makes it stressful. It is the psychological state of the person doing it. And many times when we feel stress, we tend to make it worse by thinking more about stress. So the deeper theory and the philosophy of this is that stress is a state of mind that is manageable. You can turn this off. And I think probably one of the greatest examples I've seen, Google this on YouTube. I'll put the link on the website themavennation.com. If you go there, you can leave comments, ask questions and stuff, but I'll put a, there's an episode page for every episode and I'll put links there. If you guys want to see what this is, it's called drown proofing. So special forces training, they go through this where they take these guys 
they tie up their hands and feet, hands behind the back, and uh, throw them into a swimming pool. And so for some people, that is extremely stressful to not be able to swim. And there's a technique where they basically bob up and down. They allow themselves to sink, they exhale, let the air out, let them sink to the bottom of the pool, get to the bottom, and then they kick up just enough to get their head above the surface, grab a breath of air, and they repeat this over and over again. And in and there's other types of drown-proof testing. They have to swim with their arms tied behind their back. Then they have to dive down and pick up a mask and do these flips all underwater. It's crazy. Very stressful. And so what the exercise is trying to teach, or trying to screen or filter at least, is to try to figure out who can turn the stress switch off. What a tremendous advantage you would have if you were able to do this. And I think there's two parts to it. Number one, identifying that you are stressed out. Some people, I don't even think they realize that they're stressed out and and they're just in a bad mood and they're irritable. If you can't recognize that you're stressed out, none of this is going to help you. The second part is actually turning it off. And I think this is something that you can train yourself to do. I think uh, through meditation, clearly, And I think there's different speeds at at which it happens, but something that I've kind of learned in CrossFit, I I know I talk about CrossFit a lot. CrossFit is very stressful physically. It's very intense. You're racing against the clock. Sometimes you're racing against other athletes. You're dead tired, barely, you know, you feel like you're about to pass out. That can be very stressful. So something that I've been trying to do during these wads, these workouts of the day, is there, there's many exercises where there's a, a stage of exertion where you're lifting a weight and you're going as hard as you can. And within the next second, while you're resetting, you're not doing anything. Uh, if, if you do CrossFit, some great examples are the rowing, wall balls. Those are great examples where you take this medicine ball, you squat down, you stand up and you throw the medicine ball on, on the top of the wall at a certain height, 10 feet for men. The medicine ball comes down and you catch it. And so when you start getting into these rhythms, there's an exertion phase. And for one second, you can have a rest phase. Now, that doesn't sound like a a lot, but if in that one second, you're able to put yourself into a completely relaxed state of mind before you need to lift the weight or pull the, the cord or whatever it is you're doing, you're basically going one second exerting, one second resting one second exerting, that is going to result in a very different performance than somebody who is going all out and is completely stressed. So one of the take-home messages here is that I use exercise between reps to train my mind to go from a state of stress to a state of complete relaxation within one breath, within one second And if you practice that over and over and over again, you will become very good and very efficient at putting yourself into a calm, restful state of mind. For me personally, uh, knowing that I I feel like I can control that, I feel like I have a huge advantage because I know in the past when I've been stressed out, I make mistakes. There's errors, there's things that are expensive that I I screw up and, you know, it's wrong or I waste time or resources. So you're always going to perform better, I believe, when you are in 
a non-stressed state of mind that you can control. Okay, so I think there's a time to turn it on. I think there's a time to turn bad stress off. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, coming back to Puerto Rico, there are going to be times where you're going to be stressed out in ways that this one second micro meditation is not going to work. Okay, physically you're exhausted. And what I learned in Puerto Rico was because of the situation I was in, I, after five weeks, I knew I could not sustain the work pace and I had to find a way to kind of take the edge off. And so what I figured out was during lunch, we would have these lulls of about five to 10 minutes where everybody was eating. Nobody was you know, asking me questions that I could take a five to seven minute nap. Now we're all familiar with power naps. I think power naps are, are more in the 15 to 20. And often when we think of naps, we think, oh, I need half an hour. Oh, I need 40 minutes for, for naps. I took a five to seven minute nap every day, almost every day after that fifth week, simply because I could not function without it. And uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I, I truly believe that naps have different qualities to them depending on how long you're sleeping. And most of the mental benefits from a nap happen in the beginning part of it. Now, this is just Michael's own theory. There's no science behind this. But if if you actually go in and, and do the research, there's lots of studies that have been done on very short naps. And there's different benefits depending on, on how long you're napping. So what I am suggesting to you is that if you are in a you know a brutal work pace and you're tired, take a nap. It doesn't need to be 20 or 30 minutes. Five minutes isn't going to be enough to get you through the day. I've, I've done this for 10 weeks in, in a situation where I couldn't really stop. I had a lot of people counting on me, long days, and uh, I, I was just exhausted. I think people in the military are, are already familiar with it. So that is another tool is what I call the micro nap, five to seven minutes, close your eyes. Don't think about anything. You can do it in a car sitting straight up, you know, put your sunglasses on. <laughs> Trust me, it works. And you know, the first few times I did it, I was like, you know what? Physically, I don't feel different, but mentally I feel like I got a 20 or 30% boost. Okay. And that, that was amazing. Now, there were other times where I didn't have five or seven minutes and I was still tired. And what I learned was what I call quasi-sleep. It's essentially where you close your eyes, think about nothing, focus on your breathing, and just relax one to two minutes. I know it's going to sound crazy, but if you don't have anything else, try some quasi-sleep. And in many times, quasi-sleep fortunately ran into a micro-nap. And I felt rested. And that is how I was able to sustain myself for those 15 weeks on deployment. So your homework for this next week or until you hear from me again is to take the opportunity if you exercise is to find these little pauses that you can take a little micro rest one second. If you need a short nap or you don't have time for a nap, try quasi sleep two to three minutes. Close your eyes. Just breathe. Just relax, clear your mind, don't think about anything. If you have five to seven minutes, go for a micro nap, actually try to fall asleep. And then think about the stress triggers in your life. Where does stress come from? How can you minimize it? If you can turn that stress switch off, you are going to be at a huge advantage 
than if you couldn't. So in any event, yes, we have a lot of great interviews coming. I have a lot of cool things I learned in Puerto Rico I want to share with you guys. I thank you so much for your your support. If you'd like to leave a comment, visit themavennation.com. You can ask questions. I'll try to answer them. And also, if you guys don't mind, I would love to have your support on iTunes with the reviews. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next time.